thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. And I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. We have been asking a question, how do you handle? In the first episode, we talked about handicaps. And in the second episode, we want to discuss that as well. But of course, from a different perspective, from a different section of scripture, and hopefully you can take this particular lesson as the first and apply it to your life in whatever way you see necessary so we ultimately can be better servants for our Lord. Again, we define the word handicap in our first episode as a circumstance that makes progress or success difficult, limitations or weights. And I guess the key verse through these particular lessons is going to be Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, well, the Hebrews writer says, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And again, we pressed upon your mind that idea of weight and sin. And I believe the implication there being clear that there are many things in our lives that are not necessarily sinful, but those things do hold us. They distract us. They hinder us from ultimately being the people of God that he wants us to be. In this particular episode of the Diligent Podcast, again, we're asking the question, how do you handle? And we are asking, and we're more or less saying what we did the first episode around handicaps. But in this particular episode, we want to talk about that from the perspective of Pharaoh. Now, when we talk about Pharaoh, we have to talk about uh, the book of Exodus because Pharaoh uh, is found in the book of Exodus, of course, when Joseph and his family were brought down to Egypt, there was a Pharaoh and Joseph became second in command only to that Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the ruler over the land of Egypt. But the Bible says in Exodus chapter 1 and verse number 8, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And I always found that verse amazing because that verse is not in any way saying that this particular Pharaoh did not know Joseph because he did know Joseph. He knew exactly who Joseph was, but the implication there being clear, he had no respect for Joseph. He didn't care what Joseph had done. He didn't care how Joseph had brought his family down. This was a new king, and he was more or less going to, going to let everyone know this was his house. This was his show. And so, again, the Bible says there arose a new king which knew not Joseph. Now, of course, we know throughout the rest of Exodus chapter 1, he's going to make this decree that all the male children need to die. But the Bible says in Exodus 1 and verse 17, but the midwives feared God. I always find that amazing because that verse does not say the midwives feared Pharaoh. The midwives feared Pharaoh's soothsayers or Egyptians. But the Bible says, but the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. That reminds me of Acts chapter 5 and verse 28. There Peter says, we ought to obey God 
rather than man. And certainly that can be true for the child of God today as well. We need to always remember, know what, no matter what is going on in the world in which we live in today, our first allegiance, our first alliance is with God Almighty. Of course, we know in the great sermon on the mount in Matthew 6, 33, there the Bible says, seek his kingdom first and all these things shall be added unto you. But the Bible says in Exodus 1 and 18, And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have you done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mightily. So the one thing Pharaoh did not want to happen ended up happening because they listened or they hearkened to the voice of God. In Exodus chapter 2, we read about how Moses was born into the world. And the Bible lets us know in Hebrews 11 verse 24 and 25, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin that were only going to last for a season. And we want to let each one of you know that the pleasures of sin only last for a short while. Moses says, I'm ready and I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to be pleasing to God. But of course, uh, that's going to be later on in his history. But the Bible lets us know in Exodus 2 and verse 8, verse 5, Exodus 2 verse 15. Now when Moses heard this thing, he sought to, when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses because in verse 14, Moses had killed an Egyptian because of the hatred and because of the uh, impartiality he displayed toward the Israelites. And the Bible says in Exodus 2 and verse 15, again, now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. There Moses was going to meet his wife, Zipporah. And of course we know in Exodus 2 verse number 21, the Bible lets us know that. But the Bible also identifies her father as the great man Jethro. Because later on Jethro is going to give Moses some much needed advice. And Moses was going to take that advice and it ultimately was going to help him. Which leads us to Exodus chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 4, which we want to talk about on this particular lesson. Again, the Bible here lets us know how Moses more or less had a handicap. More, Moses more or less began uh, coming up with all different excuses uh, as to why he could not do the work of God. Moses thought these were handicaps. Moses thought he was not going to be able to do the work of God because of these things. The Bible says here in Exodus chapter 3 that when Moses was out one day, uh, doing what he often did. The Bible says here in Exodus 3 in verse number 4, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. Verse 5 says, And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whence thou art standing is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. 
and I have heard their cry by reason of taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and bring them up out of the land unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, Moses here hears what God says. Moses understands what God says. But the interesting thing about this particular text is Moses is going to come up with all these different excuses as to why he cannot do the work of God. Very often in life, we have these handicaps and we believe God has given us these handicaps so he can see us suffer sometimes. Sometimes people believe that the things happen in their life because God in some way wants to see them to suffer. But I tell people all the time, if it's one person that is with you, that is for you, if it's one person who wants to see you succeed, if it's one person who wants you to have everything you want to have, it is God Almighty. But we have to put God first. And sometimes we get that confused. We love the idea of God putting us first. We love the idea of God sending his son to die on the cross for our sins. We love the idea of God blessing us every single day. But the question is not, can we, can God tr can, can we trust God? The question is, can God trust us? The question is not, is God faithful to us? The question is, are we faithful to God Almighty? Moses is asking God, who shall I tell them sent me? In Exodus 3, verse 14, the Bible says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Present tense verb. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. I believe when Moses left Egypt the first time around, I don't think Moses ever thought he was going to go back to Egypt. Moses had left Egypt. Moses had killed the Egyptian. And I don't think Moses, again, ever thought he would have to set foot in the land of Egypt again. We have to be careful of our plans. And what I mean by that is we have to be careful not to put what we want before what God wants for our lives. The Bible says here in Exodus 3 verse 19, and I am sure that the king of Egypt would not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I would do in the midst thereof. And after, he will let you go. God is telling Moses, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be a walk in the park. This is not going to be you just going down to Egypt telling Pharaoh, God said, let his people go and he's going to do it. God said, it's, it's not going to work like that. God says his heart in Exodus chapter four is going to be hardened. His heart is going to be hardened to what you have to say to him. And we would encourage all those listening to this podcast. Don't harden your heart to the word of God. Don't harden your heart to things that will only make you the better. The Bible says here in Exodus 4 and verse 21, And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in his heart, that he 
should not let this people go. But I will harden his heart that he should not let the people go. God tells Moses that this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be just some walk in the park. Pharaoh is going to make this difficult for you. What are we trying to say? What do we need in our lives to help us overcome what we call these handicaps? What do we need in our lives that can help us get over the hump? I'm reminded of a word, and you know this word very well, and that word is confidence. Where do we draw our confidence from? Where do we draw our source of strength from? We get that from God. If you remember later on in God's history, in fact, after Moses is going to die, we read about Joshua, how he's going to take charge. And the Bible says in Joshua 1 verse 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all thy people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have given you, as I said unto Moses. Verse 5 says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. Verse 8 says, Only be thou strong and very courageous. And verse 9, the Bible says, Have not thou I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. God gave Joshua the confidence he needed. He gave, them, he gave him the assurance that he needed that you can get through this. Joshua, you're not Moses. You're Joshua. And I find it amazing that Israel was their most faithful, not under Moses, but Joshua. We have to encourage ourselves, as Psalms 1, as 1 Samuel 36 says, we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. The confidence that we draw or that we take from the word of God gives us the strength that we need to overcome these handicaps. Well, how do you know that? Because after Exodus chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 4, when Moses came up with all these excuses as to why he could not do the work of God, after he came up with all these excuses, you know what, God basically just send somebody else to do this because I don't want to do this. Moses had the confidence because in Exodus 5, 1 and 2, you know what Moses is doing? Moses is doing the very thing he thought he could not do because of his so-called handicaps. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord? Pharaoh said, Last time I checked, I'm God in Egypt. Pharaoh said, Last time I checked, you all are standing in my house. Who is this Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, and neither Will I let Israel go? And as a result of that, because he hardened his heart, Egypt was going to be destroyed. What can we take away from this lesson on this day? Did Moses have handicaps? He absolutely did. 
Did Moses have things that hindered him? In his mind, he did. But once he received the confirmation from God, once he got the assurance that he needed to go a little further, Moses was able to do. Moses was able to overcome his handicaps. How do you handle your handicaps? How do you handle those things that humble us sometimes? We, like Moses, can draw all of our strength and confidence from God himself. My name is Joshua Cantrell, and we thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.